It's wonderful to be back on Search the Scriptures today to be able to open up God's Word and study the rich messages that God has provided for us therein. What a blessing to have the Bible, to be able to open up that book and see God's love for us that comes forth over and over and over again, really throughout the Scriptures, and to be able to understand what He has planned for us and provided for us by way of forgiveness and salvation and eternal life, again communicated through the words of Scripture. What a blessing to be able to open it up freely, to be able to study it openly without any fear of anybody storming in and telling us to shut that book. You cannot be teaching that because we have the freedom to be able to study openly in this country of ours. It's good for me to be able to be here and open up the Word and share it with our listeners today with Dwayne Kennedy. Thank you, Gary. It's good for me to be on the program, and I agree with everything you just said and am encouraged by it. I love the Bible. It is great to open it and define my Christianity by it. So many people do not define Christianity by the things that God has said, and that's unfortunate since he is the author of Christianity. It's also good to be on the program with you and with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Duane and Gary. It's certainly a blessing for me to be with you both today. And I, I really hope, and I know for all of us this is the case, that through the efforts we put forth here on Search the Scriptures, we're helping our listeners come to a better understanding of God, giving them an idea of what he expects from them in their lives if they want to live in a way that's pleasing before him, and then carrying that out, learning what it is we all need to do to be a Christian and to live faithfully. Amen. Amen. We want to remind our listeners, as we frequently do, that you can always receive a copy of this program today on Search the Scriptures or any of the programs in Search the Scriptures for free on CD. All you have to do is contact us and ask us for them. We'll be glad to send them to you. And when we say free, we mean exactly that. We'll even pay the postage. All you have to do is ask us, contact us. We'll give you the information how to do that at the end of the program today, as we always try to do. Fellas, we're going to begin a new study today. We're going to be talking about blessings in Christ. Now, we receive so many blessings from God. I think we probably are all guilty of not even realizing a lot of those blessings. Very likely, Gary. And I think we probably take a lot of them for granted that yeah. we do know about. Yeah, we do. A lot of things we don't think about that are good in our lives that actually come from God. Mm -hmm. yes. Because obviously we're told in Scripture that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above mm -hmm. and comes down from the Father of lights, referring to God, James chapter 1 and verse 17. Mm -hmm. But do we often think about the fact that the sun came up today and does all the things the sun is supposed to do for us? No, we Without don't. which we could not live, right? That's right. We, we don't awaken to the fact that, well, we have awakened another day to be able to see the sun. We, <sighs> we woke up on the right side of the grass. And our eyes were working <laughs> so that we could see yes. the sun. Yes. <laughs> and how often, and myself included, do we stop and thank God for oxygen? To yeah. breathe. 
Absolutely. We don't think about that, and yet without that blessing, we're not alive. Yes. If we live in colder climates, which we all do here Mm -hmm. during the wintertime at least, we uh, ought to be really thankful for warm clothing come about January. Absolutely. And for food, you know, we wake up hungry and we go make something to eat because it's there. Yes. Mm -hmm. In abundance, really, right? It's there in abundance. Yes. We want some cereal. We go to the cupboard and we pull out a box of cereal and pour it into a bowl that's readily available to us. We go to the refrigerator, get out some milk, pour it into the bowl over the cereal, and we get a spoon, again, that's readily available to us. We sit down and we eat it up. Mm Mm-hmm. If we want something lighter, maybe we just go to the a different cupboard or a drawer and we pull out a loaf of bread and we go put a piece of toast a piece of bread in the toaster. That's right. And then we get some butter again that we've already got there and some jam or jelly and we put it on the, the toast to flavor it up a little bit. Yes. All of those things we have in abundance mm-hmm. and we take them for granted so much of the time. That's right. right. And we could go on and on, couldn't we? Yes. We could go on and on and on. We go to the light switch during the night. We get up to go, you know, use the restroom or get a drink of water. We flip on the light switch and there's light. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, again, that's a blessing. It is. It's a blessing that we can afford to have that electricity. Yes. Well, again, we could go on and on and on, but hopefully we get the point. Now, what is one of the greatest blessings, most fundamentally and basically speaking, that we have that is bestowed upon us by God. Let's turn to Genesis chapter one and look at verses 26 and 27. Uh, Dwayne, how about reading that for us? Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Now, by being created in God's own image, what does that mean to us? Now, I, I, I say this is one of the most fundamental and wonderful blessings that we have. We're created in God's own image. What does that mean? Well, cognitively, we, we think we have the ability to form ideas that are logical and we can actually put those ideas or implement those ideas and make something out of them. That's one thing. Okay. And Um, we certainly have that ability beyond anything else that God created. That's right. All right. What else, Dennis? Uh, This may be a little more simplistic than what you were looking for, Gary, but I think there in the text that Duane just read in Genesis chapter 1, we're different from all the other creation that God made. Yes. The fish, the cattle, the birds. God said, man, you have dominion over them. You're different. You're set apart. You know, and one of the things that sets sets us apart, being made in God's image, is the fact that we have a soul. And being given a soul, and it, 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 that blends in with something that, that Duane said, the, some of the, one of the ideas that Duane tried to express, God has created us with an inherent understanding mm-hmm. of goodness and evil. Yes. 
That's right. And he's also created us with an inherent awareness that we are and that we are created in his, his image. Mm-hmm. Now, nothing else that he created has those inherent abilities. That's right. And with greater ability to accomplish it, we get to choose what happens to us. That's right. Make those choices on a daily basis. In fact, many times throughout each day. Sure. You think about a possum or something, it chooses to not run across the street, maybe from experience, but oftentimes because of instinct, it runs out there in the street and gets killed. Well, we know better. We certainly do. (laughs) And that being the case, we certainly have a greater responsibility. Yes. Yes, yes. We have the ability to choose based upon a moral understanding Mm -hmm. and a moral identity. And that moral identity is ours because we are created in God's image. Mm -hmm. Now, let's turn to Matthew chapter 7. And Dennis, how about reading verses 21 through 23? Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Now, God created us with this moral identity and awareness and understanding with a soul as you expressed, Dennis. Mm -hmm. And so he expects us to live responsibly in those regards. That's right. Right. And so here Jesus holds us accountable. There's going to be an eternal reckoning. God lets us decide how we're going to live, but he's going to hold us accountable for how we choose to live Mm -hmm. on that final day of judgment. That's right. And we can't just do some things some way. We need to do God's things God's way. Oh, exactly right. We're not God. We are his created. Right. And we need to submit our will to his will. Mm -hmm. And so that's what Jesus is saying here. Some people on that final day of judgment are going to say, you're our Lord. Mm Mm-hmm. And we've done all these wonderful works in your name, including casting out demons and prophesying in your name. And what's he going to say to them? I never knew you. Never knew you. Mm -hmm. Not the idea that they had done some really good stuff there for a while, and then they went astray, became unfaithful. And he says, I never knew you. Right. There's going to be some surprised people on that day. That's right. He identifies them as being lawless, And he says, uh, uh, depart from me. Right. Now, the reason being at the end of verse uh, verse 21, where he says, coming down, he's he's making a statement here. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Amen. Right. So we have got to live according to God's will, and Dwayne just expressed that so well a moment ago. We've got to do God's things God's way. That's right. 
He's the creator, we are the created. And he blessed us marvelously, beyond really, I think, our, our, our ability to fully comprehend and appreciate by creating us in his own image. But now he expects us to live accordingly. Well, as we come to follow God, we must come to follow him through whom? Through Jesus Christ. Christ. That's right. John chapter 14 and verse 6, right? That's right. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Mm -hmm. And what does Peter say in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12? He speaks about the fact, uh, referring to Jesus again, that there's no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So he is our only Savior. That's right. And he is our only pathway to God, our Creator and Heavenly Father. Right. So we're going to have to come to God, as Dwayne said, God's way. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to follow God, God's way. And that way is going to have to be through Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, there may be some people who are following some other being whom they consider to be their savior or their prophet or their conduit to God, but all of those are false. Mm -hmm. There is only one savior. There's only one pathway to God, and that is through Jesus Christ. Yes, that's correct. God has promised us many blessings in Christ. Amen. That's right. Now, what does it mean, Dwayne, to be in Christ? It means to be baptized into Christ, added to his church, to walk in his ways, and to look forward to the promises that have been given us by God. Okay. And as you said, baptized into Christ, we know that the scriptures teach exactly that as to how to get into Christ. Romans chapter 6 and verse 3, Galatians 3 and verse 27 tell us that we're baptized into Christ. And by being in Christ, we are in his body, the church. That's right. So to be in Christ is to be in that condition of forgiveness and salvation that is found only in him. To be in his body, the church. Exactly. Okay. Now, in Ephesians chapter 1, beginning with verse uh, 13, we read, well, actually, let's go back to verse 3. We read uh, numerous blessings that are ours in Christ. Let's go back to verse 3 and begin reading there. Dwayne, how about beginning that section for us? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Now, every spiritual blessing. Every spiritual blessing. And where are they? In the heavenly places in Christ. In Christ. In Christ. Okay. Now, again, maybe we need to clarify a little bit here. We're talking about those who are really in Christ. Right. These particular blessings are not for everybody who do not live faithfully in Christ. These are blessings that are reserved, I think we're to understand, for those who are truly in Christ, who are faithful Christians. And Paul expressed that in verse 1, Gary, 
in addressing the letter, he said it's to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus. Yes. So we're talking about faithful Christians. Exactly. Here. Okay. Go ahead, Dwayne, with verse 4. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. In him also we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Now, it's interesting how many times Paul emphasizes a, the relationship of being in Christ in yes. this text. As Dennis pointed out, if you go back to the very first verse in the letter, he talks about the faithful in Christ. In verse 3, he says, all of those spiritual blessings in the heavenly places are in Christ. In verse 4, he says, he chose us in him. That is, God chose us in him speaking of Christ. And then when you go down to verse 7, in him we have redemption through his blood. And then again, if I can pick these out, okay, which he purposed, verse 9, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. In verse 10, the end of the, the, end of the verse, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. Verse 11, in him also we obtained an inheritance. In verse 13, in him you also trusted, in in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Over and over again, we see that phrase or an equivalent to it of in Christ or in him. Right. All of these blessings that are enumerated for us here. And I'm afraid that a lot of times we may find ourselves just kind of scanning over them and not really paying attention to them specifically and missing some of the impact of what Paul is laying out for us there. These blessings that are in Christ, that are ours by virtue of being in Christ. What They are exclusive to those who are truly the faithful in Christ, going back to verse 1. Mm-hmm. That's right. Now, there are a lot of people who would like to, to say, well, yeah, it does, isn't God wonderful? Isn't, isn't God gracious? And what a blessed Savior we have. And how wonderful to be uh, loved by God and loved by Christ because we've got all these blessings. 
But now when they say, we've got all these blessings, they're not living faithfully before Christ. They may, may not have ever been baptized into Christ. They may be, make very little pretense of trying to be dedicated to him in the way that they live their lives. They need to go back and read this text again. Yes. These blessings are exclusive to those who are, going back to the first verse, the faithful in Christ. Amen. Faithful Christians. Faithful Christians, those who are in his church. Mm -hmm. We need to understand that. Now, God makes his sun to rise and the rain to fall on both the just and the unjust. That's right. Mm -hmm. There are some natural blessings that he bestows upon all of his creation. Right. But these special spiritual blessings, as they are described in the heavenly places, these are exclusive to those who are truly the faithful in Christ. The rain and the sunshine is something that comes upon all humanity. But what we're reading here in Ephesians chapter 1 is again reserved for faithful Christians. They're not the way that God deals with the world in general. That's correct. It is, it is a, an exclusive, special, and extra special blessed relationship enjoyed by those who have come to salvation. Mm -hmm. Again, that phrase in Christ. And we need to stop here, but when we want to encourage our listeners, be sure to continue to study with us in this particular series of lessons.